following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Nothing on the show is a recommendation to buy or sell securities. While stocks and the stock market will be discussed on this program, check with your financial advisor or a professional before investing. All right. To watch videos ad-free. No, we don't want to watch videos ad-free. Where's your bump music, Tom? Where's your bump music? It's supposed to come up here uh, right quick. Here we go. This is what happens when you leave Tom at the controls. <laughs> oh, there we go. You know. Let this one play for a second. Who are we listening to, Tom? You don't know? No. Where you going with that gun in your Say it. Frampton? Roy Buchanan. Hey, huh. Joe. I said, where you going I, with that gun I don't know if he wrote that song or not, but he may have. You've heard of him before. Well, yeah, I've heard of Roy Buchanan. Did Hendrix not write that song? I don't think so. Huh. I'm pretty sure he didn't. All right, pot it down. Not so, that fast. So, 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 <laughs> ask your wishes, my command. You know, and you act like I should have known who that was. Yeah. I didn't even know who was it was after you of- said who it was. <laughs> Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. You, you told me you had an album by him. I, it's a vinyl, yeah. Um, I don't remember which one it was. It's been a, probably a year since I had that thing on, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Tom, let, let me do the intro. Welcome okay. to the Tom Dupree Show. <laughs> Joining us, Adarsh Meshru, Mike Johnson, and our host, Tom Dupree. Now you can talk. All right. So the government is saying, uh, based on this article in the Wall Street Journal, uh, written by Andrew Wastuccia and Jennifer Kalfas, more than 20 million people in the U.S. may have contracted the coronavirus since the start of the outbreak, according to an internal government estimate, a figure that is significantly higher than official case counts and reflects the large number of individuals who have the disease but are not symptomatic. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimate is based on serology testing conducted to determine the presence of antibodies that indicate a person has had the disease. So what's going on with this? I mean, everybody going to get it? or Probably. Yeah. It, it, it shows how bad <laughs> the numbers have been. Yeah, uh, the the projections have been, yeah, and the. I, 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 when I say this, I don't mean it in a way that uh, it lowers the seriousness of the disease, but how it's been blown out of proportion in terms of the deadliness of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's we've had a hundred and according to Joe Biden, one hundred and twenty-two million, uh, but one hundred and twenty-two thousand deaths. deaths um, he, he said he, he said the other day it was 120 million that have died. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard. He gets his millions, his billions, and his thousands yeah. confused, doesn't he? Yeah. That's a little concerning. But so the estimate is how many people have contracted uh, the virus. And, you know, we've heard from the get-go, you know, the, the death rate is going to be, you know, 2 to 5%. Um, 
which is very high. Um, the you know the uh, flu I think is about a point five point six percent. I think well, it's point one actually. Point one yeah. is it that low? Uh, but this puts it in line with about point six percent. If one hundred twenty two thousand people uh, have died from it, and roughly twenty million have contracted it, the deadly point six, not six percent, but point six. Point six. Okay. Uh, so the the mortality like less than one percent less than one yeah. percent so the mortality rate is a lot lower than what they've been projecting from the get-go and so what it does it makes you further question this reaction that we've had from the get-go on this um, and we'll we'll get into you know on the financial side on you know what the fed has done you know uh, the stimulus that's you know or or relief that they call it that that they've the the financial toll that this has taken and you take information like this that how many people have contracted what really is the mortality rate and you just scratch your head and say you know the reaction that we had from the get-go you know how much more pain has been caused by the reaction that we had uh, and was it necessary uh, i mean at the time we were everybody was going on information that they had at the time but you know, it was just from the get-go, the reaction has just been so off base. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could it have been bad information that came from China to start out with? I mean, it could have been. That's some of it. And then yeah. the other thing that really throws the numbers for a loop is the testing is just now really starting to ramp up. So the cases that have not even been tested that have occurred We've got several, Tom and I have several friends that have said they're convinced that they had the coronavirus in February, January, yeah, I got February. a buddy of mine, uh, lives farther south of here. Um, Mississippi. Who said that uh, he and his wife both had it back in February. Yeah. I'm sure they had it. I know somebody who says he thinks he had it in November. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. He I was mean, over there with the bats in China. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, you got all these football teams that uh, are showing up positive and I just read something where there was a birthday party down in Texas somewhere, and they stay within the state regulations of 25, and uh, one person had it and gave it to somebody. So now, as a result of that party, 17 people have turned up positive. Mm-hmm. Now, there's only one, and one is one too many, but there's only one that's in ICU at this point. Everybody else is, and this these are older people, too. They've gotten, and one person had cancer, and they've recovered. So, I mean, you, you look at what's going, you know, the market uh, sold off big. Uh, it was down 700 points, um, and uh, the that was for a couple of reasons. Um you know, but one of them is the spike in the new cases, you know, especially in areas like Texas and Florida. Um, the You are seeing more confirmed cases. Um, you know, the hospitalizations in Texas are going up, um, but you're still, and the, the, the mortality rate is still declining, though. Now, that's a lagging uh, number, uh, but you are still seeing in this same article, it has the uh, daily uh, mortality rate, uh, from it. And you are still seeing that decline. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, the, the circling back around to the markets and, and, you know, the, the reaction, um, you know, today, you know, you, you had that big sell off in the market. Um, now part of that you know, was also on the, the bank stress tests, uh, that they did, uh, yesterday. Um, uh, and so it was a combination of the two, but it's a concern of, you know, with the, the cases going up, is that going to slow the recovery time down? So the banks were considered in excellent shape up until now. So what's going on with that? So the, the fed just did the stress test, which they do, uh, every so often. And, the purpose of the test is to determine, you know, if the, Banks are well capitalized if there's enough liquidity in the banking system. Um, and they found that uh, 
given everything that's been going on, given the shutdown uh, in the economy that we've seen over the last few months, uh, banks may have you know higher default rates and such. Uh, there's still a lot of uncertainty about about how long uh, you know businesses will not uh, be able to operate uh, normally. So the Fed said that uh, given these circumstances, uh, they are asking banks not to raise their dividends or uh, buy back any of their shares uh, just until there's more. Uh, they just said until September. So if, if there is an improvement in the situation, then they could reverse that. Uh, but we know that post the financial crisis, banks went through you know, recapitalization. Initially, there was injection of funds from the government, and then as their balance sheets improved and as the consumers' balance sheets improved, banks were in excellent shape going into this uh, sit- situation. Uh, so now the question is, how long does all this last, and you know, what does it do to the banking system? Yeah, and do you think that there could be large defaults uh, because what they're looking at is loan quality, really. Right. It is possible. There's definitely a possibility uh, just because there are a lot of businesses that were extremely vulnerable prior to this crisis, businesses that were perhaps just hanging on. And there was a hope that, you know, as the economy improved, these businesses would do okay and their loans would perform. So there is a good chance that some of those loans may not perform. Do you think it's primarily oil field loans that uh, they're worried about? Uh, because that, those were, uh, there was big bank lending, especially, I know J.P. Morgan Chase made huge loans into the oil field. Uh, right. Big presence in Houston and um, probably other banks too. I, I would say that a large percentage of those loans would be oil related. Uh, they have I've also been reading about uh, collateralized loan obligations. So a lot of banks, it used to be that prior to the financial crisis, a lot of them had uh, collateralized debt obligations, which were off-balance sheet liabilities. And since then, uh, banks have made loans to businesses which didn't really have the best credit quality. And they've bundled those loans into... CDOs. Yes, CLOs. uh, And uh, a lot of them are also off-balance sheets of... uh, if there are increased defaults there, I mean, this is going to impact a lot of different businesses. Uh, we know certain tech companies perhaps have benefited, certain consumer companies like Clorox have benefited, uh, healthcare companies perhaps, but uh, a lot of other businesses, you know, uh, consumer, non-discretionary sort of items um, have uh, will, will perhaps suffer, you know, your airlines, your cruise lines, uh, so anything related to travel, entertainment, uh, a lot of these businesses will suffer. So if banks have loans tied to those industries, then there's a good chance that they'll, uh, they'll take some uh, write-downs on those loans. Right. They, they also ease the Volcker rule, though, right? They, they did, yes. Uh, so Which is, that's a positive. So, so banks can invest in things for their own account? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and they, they reduce the, the margin requirements and, uh, it was, uh, that's supposed to free up capital for the banks, which that's, that's a positive. It, it is. Uh, so there was a strong argument about how stringent some of these regulations had become post the financial crisis. So we had the Dodd-Frank act, which was passed in 2010 and the Volcker rule was part of this, which tried to, you know, the purpose was that banks would not invest in things like hedge funds or private equity right. funds using their own capital. Uh, that way, if there was a, a you know, issue or if the economy uh, suffered, then these loans, you know, banks wouldn't have to, uh, wouldn't be as vulnerable as they were during the financial crisis. So now they've just relaxed some of these rules. Um, Paul Walker, by the way, was the chairman of the Federal Reserve back in the late 70s, early 80s, and he came up with this rule. That's why it's named after him. Uh, so the whole idea is to relax some of these uh, regulations, which will help banks, perhaps help banks, uh, you know, improve their situation in this environment. 
Right. Bloomberg um, said that it could free up $40 billion for the industry. So, I mean, I guess it's on the one hand where they're, uh, you know, on the stress test side, you know, where they're saying, you know, you can't do share buybacks. You know, your your dividend's going to be based on a formula of the four, prior four quarters earnings. So they're restricting it there. But then on the other side where they're easing that, that's – they're, they're, it's like they're trying, they're shoring it up more. It, right. It appears. That, that's what they're trying to do. Now, the question is, you know, will banks actually go out and invest this excess funds? You know, they might be very careful given the situation, uh, you know, and they may hold back on making these uh, investments, even though the rules are relaxed. So mm. I would assume that they'd wait until there's more clarity on how their uh, loans are going to perform. Uh, before they start taking any additional risk. So you look at another loan category, junk bonds, uh, topple monthly sales records and party like no other. Companies shoring up cash to survive the global pandemic raise funds in the U.S. high-yield market at the fastest monthly pace ever. Junk issuers have already sold $46.7 billion worth of bonds in June. Surpassing the prior monthly record of 46.4 in September 2013. Uh, so, you know, the banks won't loan them the monies, but the bond market will. And they're probably getting rates similar to what a bank would charge them. Right. And better terms, you know, uh, longer, longer terms than... And and I just am interested who is buying these things because I'm sure as hell not. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know these junk bonds. Well, I don't know what the yields on them are three or four percent, maybe five. Yeah, I'd say probably around five. Yeah, there. and uh, you know, companies that are kind of zombieish. Yeah, in some cases, uh, and the and and the bond markets loaning them money. Mm-hmm. What is zombie-ish? What do you mean by zombie-ish? Like they're not, they don't have great financials, and yet they're being able to go out and, and get loans, not from banks, but through the bond market. In other words, they're selling bonds, which is like selling a loan. Uh, you're not selling it to a bank. You're selling it to investors who are anxious to get something that is paying a yield. But this is like, Chasing yield to the nth degree. Absolutely. It's crazy. Right. And that's <clears throat> why investors have to be so careful right now. Um, if you own a high yield bond ETF or, you know, you're, you're going to have this stuff in there. Um, that's just the nature of it. You're asking who's buying that's that's one area that and people buy the ETF and they think they're safe because they're quote diversified. Right. And so, you know, you have to be very careful. You you have to do credit analysis with high yield. You can't just own an average. Yeah. Uh, because the averages can hurt you yeah. in, in a high yield uh fund. Um but it's you know it's kicking the can down the road too. I mean, this is, this is an effect of the feds action. Um, you know, interest rates being low. I mean, all of that, all the stars aligning, which is allowing this to happen and companies that under normal circumstances would probably be bankrupt. Um, they're allowed, like you said, they are zombie companies. They're going to continue on and there's going to be a reckoning at some point down the road. So it's, it's a classic example of kicking the can down the road of what inevitably is going to happen. But anytime you kick it down the road, it snowballs. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sure appears to be the, the case for me. Elizabeth, what do you got? We got about another two minutes before we need to go to a break. What do you want to talk about? Something about us? Lord have mercy. <laughs> we, that could go all sorts of directions. I mean, about the company, not us together. Yeah, well, that, yeah. 
you never know where this what rabbit trail this is going to go down do you uh well we're still you know on our educate god and empower that's what we like to do with our customers and um how can they hear these on podcasts? Well, the, on our website, we've had a little glitch with our blueberry, like everything else up in New York. Um, things kind of went sideways, but we've gotten that back on the track. So it's going to be posted on the DupreeFinancial.com website under blog and radio. Okay. We usually try to get them up within a day or so. Well, now we can't because we're not in the studio to get the flash drive. So usually it's Monday or Tuesday after it's aired. Good. I think people would want to listen to this stuff. You know, to me, it's, it's good advice. Right. And it's, I mean, we're just talking facts. Yeah. I mean, we're not, you know, the agenda is to educate. Right. We want people to know what's going on. And, um, and it's, for better or worse, it lets our clients know what's going on in our mind, too. Yeah. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. And, and if they don't listen to the radio show, they get to come and see us every six months because we like to keep in touch with everybody. Absolutely. So that's one of our strengths. In addition to having a radio show, there is a lot of communication, good and bad, uh, whether the market's up or down. We're, yep. we're happy to see people coming because we like to talk about what we do. All right, it is time for a break. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group, coming to you from the Dupree Financial Group studios on Main Street. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is what's happening. Obamacare. Donald Trump refuses to end his senseless crusade against health coverage. On WLAP. Democrats saying defund the police. The birth of a new movement in our country. Get the latest update. This House has decided to bring forth another partisan bill to nowhere. Check in two, three, four times today. The virus has not gone anywhere. The highest single day count of the entire pandemic. This. Trump can't wish it away. When you do tests, you have cases. Is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Are you interested in keeping your business local? At Dupree Financial Group, we don't share a large percentage of our revenues with a big firm in New York or elsewhere that has a corporate agenda that doesn't include Kentucky. And because we keep our revenues local, we are able to invest in our local research and client service efforts. We believe the investment business is best when it is personal and local. For a free analysis of your retirement investment portfolio, call us at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, please be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com iHeartRadio is proud to partner with Global Citizen for Global Goal. Unite for our future. Calling on world leaders to commit funds to ensure everyone everywhere can access COVID-19 tests, treatments, and vaccines. Watch on NBC and listen on iHeartRadio tonight at 8. City is proud to partner with Global Citizen to support Global Goal Unite for Our Future, a campaign which aims to ensure COVID-19 treatment is available for everyone everywhere and to help rebuild communities disproportionately impacted by the virus. Join us to help ensure no one is left behind in this pandemic. Let's unite for our future fake doctors real friends is the podcast that recaps the television sitcom scrubs from the perspective of the series stars zach braff and donald Faison. i'm sure this is so annoying but i just want to say i love the show and i'm like i'm always like it's not annoying are you kidding me that's like the best comment you can give us so well it's annoying when you're eating food join zach and donald twice a week as they interview former cast members directors and even creator bill lawrence listen to fake doctors real friends on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts when you're ready for an unforgettable vacation, just pick your park. Then pick your path. Look at this beautiful view. Nestled in beautiful surroundings, Kentucky's 45 state parks offer a variety of outdoor activities to keep you busy and private cottages to help you relax. Plus, you can tee up at 13 nationally recognized golf courses. Book your Kentucky State Parks getaway at parks.ky.gov. This is the Kentucky News Network. 
The governor's office has released the latest coronavirus numbers. There were at least 14,859 coronavirus cases in Kentucky, 256 of which were newly reported yesterday. The state also reported seven new COVID-19 related deaths. That brings the state's death toll up to 553. The Senate Majority Leader was in Moorhead yesterday talking to health care workers. One of the things Senator Mitch McConnell mentioned was the importance of wearing a mask. I see uh, various events on television in which people are clearly not wearing masks, not taking this seriously, and not doing others a favor. We need to get past that. The majority leader also talked about the impact the federal coronavirus relief act has had on the state. He says $100 million have been granted to rural hospitals in the state as a result of the CARES Act. The assistant police chief of Cumberland has been indicted on multiple civil rights violations. According to investigators, assistant chief Kenny Ray Raleigh hit an arrestee multiple times before having another officer charge him to keep him quiet. According to court filings, Raleigh was off-duty and smelt of alcohol. If convicted, he faces 30 years behind bars. And Louisville police are increasing their presence downtown this weekend following reports of more protests. In response, LMPD will use bike racks to keep those groups separated. Be aware, Jefferson and Liberty Streets will be closed between 5th and 7th. 6th Street will also be blocked between Market and Liberty. Parking will, will also not be allowed at meters surrounding that park. That's WLKY's Marvis Herring reporting. I'm Haley Hansen. This is the Kentucky News Network. This is Governor Andy Bashir. The coronavirus has affected every. Make some sunny clouds across the area for this muggy Saturday. Watch out for a scattered shower or a thunderstorm into the afternoon, especially. Then thunderstorms are likely later tonight into Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Heavy rainfall is a good bet. We'll keep an eye on the creeks and streams. Some of the storms could also be strong. Have a great Saturday from the WKYT First Alert Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeartRadio station. An iHeartRadio original podcast. October 16, 1972, two congressmen board a small plane in Alaska and disappear. Despite a massive search, they're never found. The case goes cold until a young reporter named John Walzak starts digging. What he finds is one of the strangest stories you've never heard. Did he indicate what was in the suitcase? He said it was a bomb. Listen to Missing in Alaska on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you find your favorite shows. Guys, waking up over and over to pee is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to pee at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-475-8256. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-475-8256. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-475-8256. 1-800-475-8256. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree at Dupree Financial Group. Are you tired of your financial institution being closed that the only way you can communicate with your advisor is through a computer? At Dupree Financial Group, we're doing in-office, face-to-face meetings at your option with our clients and prospects. The volatility and uncertainty of today's financial markets is enough, but it adds insult to injury when you can't visit with your advisor personally. Well, with us, you can. For a free analysis of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and dupreefinancial.com. 
630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show for the second half of the hour. Coming to you from the Dupree Financial Group Studios on Main Street in Lexington. And Tom wants to play some butt music, so here we go. So, <laughs> keep it up there. So, the Kentucky Theater, which is right across the street, has started uh, playing movies again, and they're all old ones, because... I guess there's not many new ones coming out right now. And uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I just saw it a couple days ago over there. And, uh, boy, that that's a deal that Hollywood got it right. It's, mean, it's a great one. Gosh, it's so good. And uh, just uh, <laughs> there, there's a place in there uh, where he's talking to this guy who's a Nazi and uh, it's Sean Connery, who is his father in there. And uh, he says, No, it means we're not going to be goose-stepping morons like you. <laughs> Indy, get over here. Um, wh- what are you doing with that gun, Indy? You don't want me to use it, do you? Is that a good Sean Connery? That is good, actually. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine story time when our children were young? But anyway. Good entertainment. It's so great. You know, it shows the Nazis burning books, throwing them all in this pile. That's exactly what this uh, statue tearing down stuff is. It's just ignorance wanting to de- des- destroy history. The only way you learn is to you got to like history, you know, because it's part of who you are. Yeah. You learn, if you don't if you don't like history, if you don't study history to some degree or to a large degree, you're not going to understand markets. You're not going to understand what we're doing here. I mean, you won't understand the history of money. Uh, you won't know what to do with money. Um and there's just this uh you know, and you get these writers in the Wall Street Journal that obviously have no historical context. I don't know where they hire these people that write for these financial papers sometimes, but you can read an article and tell that this person has been doing it for maybe two or three years or something. You know, it, it have you're a big student of history, and uh, certainly you're bound to look at a lot of what goes on and think it's, it's, it's insanity. You know, this desire to erase history. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, history definitely, you know, needs to be, uh, uh, studied and, uh, I guess analyzed. It's funny, you know, when, when, uh, an event is happening, uh, there's very little, uh, way in terms of, uh, there's obviously a certain context, you know, in the present, but it takes, sometimes it takes a few decades or, you know, a few years after the fact to really understand, uh, what led to, uh, that, you know, incident or that, uh, uh, uh aspect of history. So it's definitely important to, uh, have a historical, uh, context and understand, uh, what has happened in the past. Yeah, it's always human nature acting in a certain way in a certain time frame. You know, it's it's what does man do with these uh, given circumstances at at any given time in history? You know, in England. Uh, during Cromwell, they tried to wipe out the history, destroy the churches. And during the time of Queen Victoria, uh, during the 1800s, 
they they tried to basically change the face of England then uh, because of uh, the way uh, they had been such a commercial power for so long. You know, interest rates were low in England for a long time. We've had this amazing commercial success for a long time, creating a remarkable amount of wealth and uh, uh, comfort, if you will. And yet uh, there's this revulsion against it. There's a a kind of a reaction against it, which, uh, you know, I don't really understand. Uh, It it could be that you're looking at three and four generations of having wealth now where there's a generation now that hasn't really had to work for it and have, have taken it for granted. And, uh, maybe they feel guilty or, uh, bad about it. And so they lash out at it. I, I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, th- that, that could definitely be, uh, you know, a part of it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we also live, you know, in a different time in the sense that the internet has been a game changer. I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's really, um, it's, you know, it's made everything, especially when it comes to news and people's opinions, you know, it's all there. There are so many opinions at any given point in time. Uh, so I, I think that also creates a lot of conflict, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it's it's just, it's just a different time for sure. <clears throat> One of the things that has really been apparent to me is with the you know, people have always believed the news. If, if it's on the news, it must be so. If you see it online somewhere, what amazes me is there are so many people that do not verify what they read. Laziness, Absolutely. intellectual laziness. They, they read it and they just assume... <clears throat> that it's true and what that does is that's empowered people to put whatever they want out there out there yeah people believe it and information travels so fast um lightning speed what what it would take a couple of days some kind of protest to organize it takes a matter of minutes now and you probably have 10 times as many people show up because the word can spread. It's a, it's a text or it's a, you know, so yeah. it, it can be used for us and against us. Well, and the same thing applies on the financial side too. How many people either don't have the inclination or intimidated or just don't do it. Um, don't do any kind of research on things that they own in a 401k. Um, you know, it just, it, it's, there's no, there's no verification. There's no study that goes into it. And that's, you know, that's quite frankly, that's why we have a job, uh, because, you know, we can't tell you how many people that come in here that they have a 401k 403b and, you know, they, they need someone to, that is active in watching it, you know, someone that can guide them because they just, they don't have the inclination or the time to do it or you're just no desire to do it. It's the exact same principle just applied in a, on the financial side. And there's really, there's so much information out there that people can, they can, if they're told something, there's really no reason not to look into it. Absolutely. To learn more. Yeah. It's just like medicine. You know, you've got to be your own advocate when you go to the doctor, even when you have a financial advisor, you've got to, Tom has a, did a video once about a year ago that said, ask a question, maybe it was you, Mike, ask a question and then ask another question and ask another question. We love questions. Yes. Because that way we're able to educate and guide people. And with information, you're empowered. Right. And that's, that's what we do on the investments. We ask ourselves, we ask the company, you know, when we're looking at things um, and that's what we expect our clients, or if you have, if you're an investor and you're with another advisor, we would expect you to be able to ask them, 
why do I own this? You know, and, and they give an explanation. Okay. Why? Okay. Why? So by the time you get four whys in four to five whys, then you can feel pretty comfortable that whoever's answering it has some depth to that knowledge. It's not just a, 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 a surface knowledge or something on a spreadsheet that they just liked if they saw it uh, was one of the top 10 trading things on Robinhood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but, you know, there, that my, my younger son, um, he is trying to learn on his own cause that's the way young people do. Um, uh, and I said, James, why did you buy this particular stock? Well, it was in the top five on Robinhood. Oh, yeah. that's good. And anyway, the the conversation between father and son after that point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, that was a, a book uh, by Thomas Sowell. It was uh, Thinking Beyond Stage One, I think was the name of it, and uh, that was his whole point of it. You know, it was it was on economics, but it it applies in every aspect of life. Right. He's a brilliant guy, by the way. Um. U.S. consumer spending rebounded in May, but virus surge poses economic threat. Uh, personal consumption increased at a record 8.2% pace from the month before. Americans increased spending at record pace in May, keeping helping the economy dig out of a severe recession. But a new rise in virus infections threatens the recovery. Personal consumption. How much Americans spent on goods and services rose 8.2% in May from a month earlier. That was more than double the prior all-time high since record-keeping began in 1959. Consumer spending, which represents more than two-thirds of economic demand in the U.S., remained far below pre-pandemic levels, down 12% from February. It isn't clear if Americans will continue to spend at May's pace. One factor that likely drove the boost was a surge in money from federal stimulus checks. So, you know, how much of the economy is, is being pumped up by stimulus money how much of it's real money that's actually coming from money that people have earned. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a big question going forward. And, and quite honestly, that's why August, September, October are going to be, I think, pivotal months. Um, because July 31st is when the extra $600 unemployment runs out. Yeah. And, it, I, I just don't see how that's 600 a month, right? A week. A week. Extra six hundred a week. I wish you could see Tom's face. Well, that is going to be a big difference. Yeah. So it, it when that runs out on July thirty first, um, you're gonna because uh, the savings rate has been, uh, you know, at record levels. You know, personal savings rate in May was twenty three percent. It was thirty two percent in April. Um, so people have been spending on some durable goods. Um, actually car sales, you know, have been increasing, but the big question will be, you have to see the unemployment numbers go down, right? You have to, because otherwise you are, you know, with the, back to these bank stress tests, th that's when the bad scenario plays out is if you continue to have unemployment at 13, 14%, um, and you have the stimulus running out then that's when you start having defaults on things. Um, so that's why I say, you know, August, September, October are going to be very telling uh, as to what the consumer's doing, um, how they're able to get through this, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's, an un it's an unknown. It's an unknowable. And you know an interesting fact? A friend of mine is in Renovates Homes. He is not accepting any more work in 2020 because he is booked out so heavily. Sure. And that's got to be a good sign. It, I mean, th that's that's the weird part. You're seeing conflicting data. Um, you know, it, home sales. I mean, you look at home builders. Um, I mean, that's the 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 numbers look good. 
on the flip side, because interest rates are so low, that's why some people are able to afford the things now or, or a new car because they're able to stretch it out over seven years. You know, the auto loan, you know, they've the auto loans have the longest duration that ever. they've ever had so that people can afford them. Um, so it, it, there's conflicting parts of the economy right now. It's kind of like the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> conflicting things yeah. about it as well. There're lots of conflicting. But if if you see the unemployment numbers start to improve right. that to me that's what a lot of this hinges on. You, you and you start seeing that improve or level out, improve, then the economy I think starts getting moving. That's true. I think when it comes to a lot of the consumer spending, um, I think those patterns have to do with uh, there being some uh, recency bias in that times have been good, you know, for a while since the financial crisis. There were a few rough years, and then the last few years, the economy has been doing well. Unemployment has been low. Um, so I, I think a lot of consumers have this. Um, sense that even this coronavirus thing is going to be a temporary disruption to their lives uh, or to their uh, jobs. Now, the question is, does it end up being a temporary disruption or, you know, will there be certain jobs that just don't come back or will there be a permanent shift in how certain businesses uh, operate or, you know, stop, will businesses stop hiring? So certainly seeing it with restaurants, right? You know, you ask, were a lot of businesses overbuilt. In other words, New York, they're talking about hotels, office space. Did we, did we overbuild too much of, of many of these things? I mean, everybody seemed to be wanting to get in the restaurant business. Right. And some of these moves into these businesses seems unbusinesslike, uh, like, uh, you know, really, uh, you didn't really think it out very well. Right. right. You know, well, they it, certainly it, didn't plan for a pandemic that shut them down for a couple of months yeah. effectively. I mean, they had the takeout. Well, the, but, the, they always talk about restaurants. You're supposed to, if your restaurant is going to make it, you're going to get most of your money back in the first three or four years, you know, that in other words, you, you, you gotta have a pretty quick payback. Well, the yeah. margins are so low, aren't they? The food margin, the profit on not the always. No, sometimes it's pretty high. You know, steak now, not today. Cause steak's gotten so expensive, mm -hmm. but, um, retail's another example. Just uh, the sort of a uh, <clears throat> industry that was overbuilt in malls, yeah. uh, and then oh, yeah. this is this is now they're riding in the mall. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no, I they didn't. Ride, see. They had a ride out. They, uh, they couldn't do it downtown anymore, so they went out to the mall here in town. Yeah. Well, I missed that Fayette Mall, baby. Wow. Well, you know what would interesting little tidbit <laughs> on the whole riot thing? Did you all notice that? It was allowed to go on and allowed to go on until they messed with the police until chief. they got in the police chief's way. <laughs> yeah. And then the next night there were 20 people arrested and it sort of calmed down downtown a little bit. All right, Tom, Tom really likes this Bluetooth bump stuff. He wants to play something <laughs> else. So I guess I'll turn it up. What are we doing, Tom? I don't know. I just in a movie mood. <laughs> I think it's the it's an inspirational kind of song too. It's John Williams. Pot it up. Superman. <laughs> All right, I've got to do my clothes here. 
Educate, guide, and empower. Here we go again. I think it's cool that it does that off my phone. Oh, he loves. I'm so happy that you're happy with our little studio, Tom. All right, educate, guide, and empower. That's our goal with our clients. If you're interested in learning more, Facebook, website, DupreeFinancialGroup.com. Call us at 859-233-0400. We will meet with you face-to-face. We are are open. It doesn't have to be over a over a zoom screen but it can be if that's what you'd like to do as well um you're listening to the tom dupree show with adarsh meshru mike johnson tom dupree and i'm elizabeth dupree we're powered by dupree financial group and this is coming to you from the dupree financial group studios on main street we hope you'll come back and give us a listen again next week and we will talk to you then have a great week As technology continues to advance in every aspect of life, we're right there providing content across platforms and myriad devices. Smartphones, laptops, desktops, smart TVs, tablets, and smart speakers. I can get it on my phone. I can get it on the computer. All over the place. Is accessible pretty much anywhere. And to hear our voice using your voice, all you have to do is tell your smart device to play. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree at Dupree Financial Group. Are you tired of your financial institution being closed that the only way you can communicate with your advisor is through a computer? At Dupree Financial Group, we're doing in-office, face-to-face meetings at your option with our clients and prospects. The volatility and uncertainty of today's financial markets is enough, but it adds insult to injury when you can't visit with your advisor personally. Well, with us, you can. For a free analysis of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and dupreefinancial.com.